0: rainy day outside, but I'm all sun and giggles in here because we're going to be talking about Cloak and Dagger, my absolute favorite thing to be talking about.
1: I'm Alex. And I'm J.T. Sizzle, sitting inside on a rainy day with my man, Azalbs. Is It's no rainy day at all. Let oh, the sun man, shine you are on. my
0: umbrella, sir. You are my umbrella. And this is Cloak and Jabber, Cloak and Dagger podcast. We're going to be talking about the latest episode of the show, Backbreaker. Backbreaker! Uh,
1: Yes, and we have a lot of sunny dispositions, but this episode (laughs) is a total bummer. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah, before we get into it,
0: why don't we do a little bit of a recap going on here? I mean, we're coming towards the end. This is the penultimate episode of the show, so if you haven't watched it yet, you pr- I mean, you should what probably you not doing, necessarily yeah. start here, uh, but quick recap. There's two kids, Ty and Tandy. They got powers during a massive accident when they were kids where a rocks on drilling platform blew up. Tandy got light powers that also allow her to see people's hopes inside of their brains. Ty got teleportation powers and the ability to see people's fears. And enter them uh, over the course of the season. They've pursued two goals. Ty wants to track down the killer of his brother, who is a detective named Connors, and he managed to capture him and trick him into confessing last episode. Tandy, on the other hand, wants to find uh, clear her father's name because he was blamed for the rocks on drilling platform explosion. She, uh, and didn't really force a confession out of Peter Scarborough, who's the head of Roxon. Um, but she did get some money out of him and basically get some vengeance on
1: him last episode. Well, both characters sort of got what they've yeah. wanted. Their stated goals was right. to were to uh, solve for Ty solve uh, his brother's murder or bring him bring the villain to justice, and for Tandy to um, get Roxon on the hook for having her dad right. uh, be killed. But. Tandy also finds out that her father, um, uh, he hit her mother. Yep. Uh, and at least we, one time we saw maybe more. So that, uh, sort of, it was a little bittersweet for her at the end. Right. Of. And then, uh, meanwhile, we have detective O'Reilly
0: who helped Ty take down Connors. Uh, had a sweet pancake-making relationship with a fellow cop. She came home to find him literally... Beard Cop. cop, That's his uh, given name, his Christian name, if you will. Uh, Find him literally fridged, stuffed in a fridge, bloody and dead, and she screamed, and that's how we ended the episode. Bunch of other stuff going on, though. This episode brings in a lot of things that we haven't seen in a while. Uh, Also, Tandy became friendly with Mina Hess, the daughter of Ivan Hess. Ivan Hess was uh, Tandy's father's partner on the Roxxon project. Mina is now in charge of that project and loves baking cookies and making things. Edibles. Yeah, and edibles. Uh, And Tandy also had a boyfriend who she ran con with. Liam. Liam, who was in jail and left there for a while and he disappeared for a bunch of Truly, we have not seen him at all.
1: (laughs) Another character we haven't seen in a long time who came back was um, Booze Priest, uh, the Father pretty, Delgado Yeah, Father Delgado Who um, is uh, I think a, we
0: left in like Episode two or three He yeah. bought some liquor Instead of bread And yeah. that's where we left
1: him Yeah, it's really, <laughs> And we haven't seen or heard from him Since yeah. at all
0: And then the last person We should probably mention Is Ty has kind of been dating This girl named Emoji Girl That's also her given Christian name Her mother is a voodoo priestess and she knows that there is some sort of terrible destruction coming for New Orleans. The only people who, people who can stop it are the Divine Pairing. She knows about Ty, doesn't know about Teddy.
1: Yes. All right, there we, we go. You think they're the Divine Pairing, but it could be someone else like, um, I don't know, Rizzoli and Isles. Sure. Uh, Cagney and Lacey. Cagney and Lacey, another great... Uh, Rick older and reference. Rick and Morty. Great. Uh, it could it, be Rick and Morty. It could be Rick and Morty. So we don't know. The show is called Cloak and Dagger, so have your guesses.
0: All right. Send them in to us. Let us know after the last episode who the Divide and Pairing is, <laughs> and we'll check in with you guys then. Let's move on to my favorite section of the show, which is when we check in with our New Orleans correspondent, Brett Macris. You can check him out at Brett with one T, Macris on Twitter. Uh, also on Instagram, he makes these very cool comic book-inspired aprons. He's at Stray Bullet with ones instead of the L's on mm-hmm. Instagram, so check it out there. He has notes for the last episode, episode eight, uh, so here we go. Uh, he calls this the food episode Bud's Broiler, where Ty and Billy Thrum wrestle, is a really infamous great and greasy burger joint on City Park Avenue. It's open 24 hours and
1: great hangover food. Oh, man. This is like a travel guide to, uh, oh, 100%. to New Orleans. It's so good.
0: Absolutely. Still haven't gotten to Emerald though, which is super important, and I think we'll see that in the finale. He says, <laughs> as a classically trained chef... Ooh, sounds like a dig
1: at you, Justin. Oh, slam! Justin likes right. to
0: call himself a classically trained actor. Turns out, Brett actually is a classically trained chef he says i have to say those pancakes the cop cooks for the detective are terrible flat and dry who serves those listen Brent. wow their relationship pancakes relationship pancakes relationships are flat and terrible Whoa, so, so okay alex
1: having a rough rough home <laughs> life Perhaps rough,
0: it's been a rough week
1: but maybe that's a clue maybe the real uh, killer was uh just wants to them to eat better
0: or maybe the beard cop was like ah oh, these pancakes are terrible they beat himself to death and he fridged him. himself he
1: fridged himself yeah wow. that can happen. what a bummer
0: <laughs> the show really loves cc's coffee we don't really have starbucks around cc's and pj's are the two big ones i mentioned in the first episode i mentioned to the first episode the detective drinking cc's the city has good coffee everywhere cafe du monde is a historic place Big Chief is the head of the Mardi Gras Indian tribe. Everybody respects him. He acts as a centerpiece for the community, and people look up to him. He's usually an elder with deep roots and family, sons, grandsons still living in the community and participating in the tribe. During the tour that little Ty walks into, you can see a woman wearing beads. I cannot emphasize this enough. You don't wear Mardi Gras beads when it is isn't Mardi Gras. It's like decorating your house for Christmas on the 4th of July or saying happy Easter every day. Goddamn tourists. JK, they keep me employed. Uh, I just mentioned you should wander through Park Slope in Brooklyn at any point if you want to see Christmas decorations up way at the wrong time. (laughs) The fact that Ty's cloak is his brother's Indian cloak says a lot about his respect to the show as to the culture down here. Working something like that into the continuity of established Marvel characters is really impressive. Um, I also, we talked about this on the last podcast. Very cool. The whole final scene with the lantern and basically Tandy's walk takes place from the ninth ward into the bywater at ends of the Margani I'm probably pronouncing that wrong yeah Marini Marini oh that makes more sense with Tandy stopping in front of Paladar my favorite restaurant in Nola at a couple of blocks from my house that whole neighborhood has blown up over the last few years less crime more breweries and a few great places to eat while still keeping the vibrance and culture that makes it great and it says end note for the episode this is what happens when you serve shitty pancakes you end up blue and bloody shoved in the fridge don't cook shitty pancakes kids in a show with justice as an underlying theme, I think justice was served.
1: I'm, <laughs> oh my a, God. I'm
0: a classically trained chef.
1: Wow. <laughs> there you go. That is some real aggressive end for our man on the street. I agree. The Bywater uh, and the Marini, very fun places to hang out in New Orleans. Good to know. I
0: like you, having you as our secondary New Orleans correspondent. I just like to <laughs> back it up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> classically trained, cha- uh, classically trained chef, classically trained actor. Clearly it's a training. A, it's a training. Not a classically trained
0: speaker. That's all. Oh, I'm saying. okay. Oh, snap. Well, you Let's jump it. into this episode because a ridiculous amount of stuff happening. Here is the thing, uh, Justin. Are you aware of a thing called the hero's journey?
1: Uh, I have heard about that. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: if you hadn't heard about it, good news. As usual in a high school set show somebody is teaching a lesson about what is going on in the episode or movie and that was great. Uh
1: yeah, so the whole um our uh, Father Delgado is uh teaching us all um about the characters we're and then watching. It's a little meta. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about that as a framing uh, device? i, I got
0: to be honest, I was a little bummed out about it. I, as usual, love this episode. and There was some phenomenal stuff that got yeah. me choked up, that got me excited, that was terrifying for our characters, great stuff throughout. But the narration, it's such a rote device, and for a show that has been so good so far... So innovative. So innovative, yeah. For it to eye on that thing, where often you'll see... Uh, okay, in our English class, we're learning a Shakespeare play that is very specifically applicable to the plot that's going on right now. Same thing happened here. and That was a bit of a bummer. That said, I did like how deep they went into it.
1: They did, yeah. That it
0: wasn't just briefly talking about the hero's journey, that there were other notes there that tied into other things with the characters. And I will say... I appreciated that.
1: Yes, and I will say they didn't do it as if it was a coincidence. It felt like they were... Doing this, and they were using Cloak and Dagger, uh, tie and Tandy, as the examples of Father Delgado's lesson. You know right. what I mean? As opposed to the Shakespeare, like we're learning about Shakespeare today when these people are having relationship problems. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, that's t- like too coincidental. This felt a little more instructive to the story. It felt like a storytelling enhancement. But I agree with you. I was like, all right, we get it. Yeah, um, uh, but to l- kick off the episode, we uh, we see first in our cold open the uh, the voodoo priestess, Auntie, huh? Auntie, right? Auntie, yeah. I mean, that's uh, Auntie Voodoo. Auntie, I don't know if that's her actual title. Uh, she is doing the classic: drink a bottle of rum, spit it, and then draw in chalk on the ground. The divination that comes from that. Um, this uh, this I thought was a fun, uh, unique way of doing uh, sort of the character learning that something is wrong with the world around them. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I like everything that they do with her character. She only shows up occasionally, but it is so interesting, and yeah. I. We talked about this early on in the podcast But I appreciate the fact that he, she isn't Like cloak and dagger I know Mystical ways and I will teach you to Use your powers and yep. fight evil Because that would have been the easy way to go instead She needs them to do that and She does need them to step up and save New Orleans But she's not really involved Yet she's kind of running her own thing and that's yeah, great and She
1: doesn't know what the, the crisis is right. She just has a, a sense of it Right and she doesn't know if Ty Truly is part of this pair Or not she just knows that he's someone who has this power and right. she needs to figure out how he fits in right. so yeah I like that she doesn't know everything but she is like driving a driving force in the story Right, um, Especially in an episode that felt like it was all about splitting apart all of our characters mm-hmm. And just a very destructive episode for all the characters uh, We come up on uh, on Tandy She is uh, using the money that she got from uh, giving up on uh, re- the redemption of her father From Roxxon to buy more drugs uh, Tandy had a really rough episode, I felt Yeah, this uh,
0: was particularly tough on her I mean, it was tough on everybody across the board but- Yeah Even more so for her It was... It was rough to see her fall down that hard. And frankly, I'm glad Pete was not
1: here today to record. Yeah. Because he'd spent the entire time yelling at her. Definitely. Um, and uh, it's interesting. So we, uh, she's back using drugs, if we can follow her thread for a little bit. Um, we get a little subtle nod to Stan Lee. Uh, with an yeah, Andy we got to Wa- see the cameo. Andy Warhol-style mm-hmm. uh, painting when, of Stan uh,
0: So when we first met her, she was running these cons where... She'd go back to dudes' houses, knock them unconscious, and then steal all of their stuff, or at least their money and their jewelry and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but here, we find a new wrinkle on her power. We don't know exactly when she learned this, but she even straight up tells the guy she can go into the hopes and then remove their hopes, which is, I thought, terrifying. Yeah, like, horrible. the The idea of that and then the way that it's executed over the course of the episode, it's... First of all, it's interesting that they use it as a drug me- uh, drug addiction metaphor I thought that was very apt That yes. worked really well with Tandy That she was essentially getting high off of people's hopes But seeing the way that worked to remove people's hopes Over the episode, and particularly characters that we've come to know and love really well Lose their hopes, was it felt awful Yeah, it was that.
1: really, really bad And you see her, they do such a great job of of showing her realize what she's doing, the the, the depth of what mm-hmm. she's doing, and then doing it anyway, and I yeah. felt it made her feel really depraved in such a, a devastating way. Well, I
0: think that's really down to not just the writing and the direction, but also Olivia Holt. I mean, Aubrey Joseph, who plays Ty, is phenomenal as well, but yeah. she has so much going on in her eyes. At yeah. all times, it's it's very
1: impressive. Yeah, it's uh, it's so good. Um, should we keep going with the, do each character separately? I sure, feel like, yeah, we can do uh, that. That's a nice way to do it. I mean, they end up intersecting a bunch of times, but yeah, yeah. Uh, she goes she skips a call from uh, from Mina Hess um, and then eventually does show up at her house um, where uh, she is her father is home and uh, he's trying to get rehabilitated
0: yeah uh, by the way, I do want to mention this is like a little note, but I appreciate the fact that they're not just dismissing. That Ivan Hess was in a catatonic state for eight years, and yeah. now he's like, "Hey, I'm up and walking and fine." Yeah, that he still has a ways to go to get better. Yeah, is much more realistic, and it's a little thing that they could have skipped by, but I appreciate that they're not.
1: Yeah, agreed one cardamom cookie and he's back, uh, yeah, just at full I strength, healed, completely healed. Um, so, uh, Tandy has a moment alone with him and he talks about how great her father was and she just can't deal, uh, with that, that compliment at the same time after a revelation of, uh, how her father was such a bad dude. Uh, she runs away. Then Mina offers Tandy a job at Roxon, and she just can't even hear that. She cannot move. Yeah. She is, as the narrator, uh, talks about a lot. She's regressing so hard. She's going back to, uh, to try to get what she had at the very beginning. The the horrible but safe life she had at the beginning of the series is what she's going back to.
0: Yeah, and then she takes Mina's hand, goes in, and finds this beautiful garden that Mina hopes for, that she wants to bring life back to the land. Uh, We saw in their episode together that uh, there was this, uh, oh my gosh, what was the name of the bee? The 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 bee that she wanted? The the special honeybee? I don't know. B Arthur. B Arthur, that yeah. was it. Uh, yeah, so uh, she was into Bee Arthur and just bringing life back to the flowers and the land. Yeah. And Tandy takes that. And again, not to keep talking about the acting this episode, but Ali Baki, who plays uh, Mina, her expression when she loses that, she becomes a different character. Yeah. Like we see her later in the episode... Approaching a Roxanne pipeline. And even when she's walking up, her face is held down. She's, and there's anger in her eyes. She's yeah. become a bad person because of what Tandy did. She's hopeless.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting. I hope we're going to, I hope. Uh, if Tandy has it, doesn't steal it from me? That we get to see uh, her give these hopes back to the yeah. people. Uh, I don't somehow. know if she
0: can. I don't, I don't know. know. We'll see.
1: Uh, yeah, we will see. Um, so then uh, Tandy then c- continues to regress and goes to uh, bail Liam out of jail with all this money. Uh, he's like, I thought you bailed on me. And, and she's, we're
0: also, as viewers, like, yeah, we forgot about you. Yeah. I'm
1: sorry, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> sorry about that. Oh, also your name's Liam? Oh, Liam. oh that's true. cool. Oh, we call, yeah. we wow, used to we call you that. blonde boyfriend, who was <laughs> suckered earlier. um and, uh, so she lies to him, says that he's been on her mind the whole time and all this. Um, and she takes him back to her, uh, church home, uh, and puts his, touches his hopes and, uh, it's t- to be married to her. Yeah. And she sees that, looks at him and tries to steal it, but can't.
0: Well, so let's talk about what's happening there. Yeah. Right. So, uh, She touches her hand to his face in the hope. Uh, Everything starts to shake and crack and fall apart. Um, Here's what I took away from that. Mm -hmm. I took away that she did take his hope, because that's immediately followed up by him robbing her and taking all of her stuff and leaving. And you get to see his face afterwards. He's clearly shaken. But I think... And this doesn't necessarily hold up because of the Mina thing, but I think this is... Literally part of his bedrock This is his makeup Is the thing that is deepest inside of him Is loving Tandy And wanting to be with Tandy forever So he starts to shake apart Because without that hope he would be nothing. He would be destroyed. He would right. be in that catatonic state, similar to Ivan Hess from a couple of episodes back. Anyway, that, I mean, that was my theory on it.
1: Interesting, yeah. Like if he, if she takes a hope that is uh, connected with like uh, the sort of basic power emotions, like love. He mm-hmm. Liam loves Tandy, and if she takes that, and he no longer can love her, that would ruin him. Yeah, I like that theory a lot. That's that's really cool. Uh, so let's jump back and maybe talk about Ty leading yeah. up to this moment. So uh, Ty is uh, similarly like not feeling great. He, they go to the police station. Um, his parents are uh, confronted with the idea that um, that this cop shot their son, uh, Ty's older brother, and they sort of are scared. And he's like, "What? why aren't you doing anything about this? Why don't you care? I did this. I yeah. finally brought to justice the cop that killed my brother, and you don't care. And and, uh, and
0: I think as viewers, we, uh, at least I understood what the parents were going through. And I think it felt, it felt too pat last episode, the idea of bringing in Connors. They got this confession. Yeah. That's it. We wrap the whole thing up. Uh, we know not just in the real world, but in the world of the show, that's not how things work. And that's, the lesson that Ty learns this episode, or at least starts to learn,
1: yeah, yeah, I think he actually makes more progress than Tandy mm-hmm. in this episode. Um, so Ty, uh, <clears throat> uh, Ty goes to talk to Father Delgado. He's saying, "You're fighting a battle that is already over. You've built your whole life." Well, on first
0: he gets into a bunch of fights with at his school. Parents yeah, and he it, yeah, he gets pissed off. He beats up a kid at school. This whole sequence. Again, heartbreaking. The music, yeah. everything that was going on with Ty, so so sad, so sad to watch. But as you said, yeah, he goes up to Father Delgado, um, or Father Delgado basically calls him up for detention and is like, "Here, hold these
1: books." Yeah, and a big confrontation there, uh, where Ty just can't can't deal. He gets aggressive. He drops the books. Um, he tries to punch uh, his friend, his friend, his someone he looks up to. And uh, they're sort of wrestling, and then he uh, he flashes, and we get to see in the Liam's uh, hopes that we talked about a minute oh, ago. wait, we should talk about Father Delgado's fear first. So he yeah. goes into Father Delgado's fear. They're, they're intercut. So, yeah, we're seeing Liam's hopes at the same time we're seeing Father right. Delgado's fears.
0: Yeah, very powerfully edited sequence. We talked yeah. about that a lot here on the podcast. Yeah. But the cross-cutting, the editing on the show is so impressive, and it makes it more powerful, and it's very even between Tandy and Ty, which... Obviously works really well for the show. It it continues to be unexpected for me, even nine episodes in where I'm surprised how well they balance it, because I feel like most shows by this point of the run have been like, ah, eh, we'll just do a tie episode, ah, eh, we'll just do a tandy episode. Yeah. But nope, the show even across the board.
1: And they do it in a way where... And that's why I feel like this last episode coming up next week is going to be very much them together. It will mm-hmm. finally be Cloak and Dagger. Every episode has been a very well-balanced Cloak or Dagger. Yeah. Uh, but that's not the name of the show. I, and well, maybe we'll meet it will be next season. Ooh. And it's like Cloak or Dagger. Did, you we should talk about, towards the end of this
0: episode, that they did announce there's going to be a second season of Cloak and Dagger. Yes. Very exciting. Um, they did say it was Cloak and Dagger in the announcement. Okay. That could change. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, so... Uh, it could be
1: cloak and or dagger. Oh, that'd be fun. I yeah. love a good uh, slash in there. Uh, so we see that um, maybe Father Delgado uh, got in a car accident. Maybe his family was killed. Something horrible happened to him. We don't really know what it is. And I mean,
0: I, I, th- I think it was pretty clear. I think yeah. he, was the, he was drinking. He got into a car accident. and He probably killed his family or killed somebody else's family.
1: Got, I, I feel like the drinking was his response to it. Oh, really? Uh, I, I think you
0: saw he was holding a bottle in his
1: lap. He was, but I, I feel like the way their powers work, it isn't always a uh, flash. Oh, We're sure. not always observing what happened. It's sure. them in their fears. And I feel like, yep. he, as we saw when we last saw him, he bought booze instead of bread. Um, so he. Which we should mention makes a terrible sandwich. Oh, it's just. And it's not that it tastes bad per se, it's just hard to pick up. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like a peanut butter and a whiskey sandwich, which is very difficult to eat. It's very goopy. It's almost a soup. Uh, but I feel like that may be his response to a, just a regular car accident. I don't know. I feel like if he's going to be a hero... Uh, and a, a, someone that they look up to, it's going to be hard for him to have been in a drunk driving car accident. Uh, well, what I took
0: away is he got into a drunk driving accident and that's what spurred him on to become a priest because that's what they're talking about is why yeah. do you do this? Why do you believe in God? It's because yeah. he had this horrible experience that caused him... A real low point, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I thought it was interesting that they're. Um- Wait, I want to throw something out at you. Uh, this, I
0: didn't even think about this until you said that. Do you think Father Delgado is talking about himself? in the framing device. Interesting. Um,
1: yeah, I I think he's, well, he, a lot of the framing device is about like, first it's about heroes, but then it, uh, by the end of the episode, it's like, no, it's about us. We do this stuff. We regress. We don't do what yeah. we're supposed to do. So I think definitely it, uh, it is him saying you have to go through the bad part to find right. the hero in you. I
0: mean, just to totally fanfic it out for a second, uh, but it could be something where he did have a life. He did have a family. It was the hero of his story. And then, but he drank and he got into yeah. a car accident and he killed his family. He got to his lowest point, he regressed. He became the villain of his story and then managed to get himself out of that to become a father. But like he's talking about at the end, it's something he always struggles with. As we yeah. saw, sometimes he gets bread. Sometimes he gets liquor.
1: You never know which. You never know which. Uh, one has more nutrients. Um I won't tell you which. Uh, I thought it was it's interesting. Liquor. I thought it was interesting that it's their own powers that are that are giving them what they need, not each other. Yeah. Like whenever when so when Ty uh, Ty enters Tandy's fantasy or her hope as she's stealing Liam's uh, Liam's hope. And he's like, what are you doing? Uh, so their their powers, they their powers don't touch each other. They, right. They've kept this throughout the whole series so far that when they touch it all blows up and they continue to do that. I think that's, again, the cloak or dagger versus cloak and dagger.
0: Yeah, that was great, though. Him walking through that door and going into yeah. the church, their expressions. Then Tandy immediately pulls out of that. I think if we go back to the idea that if Tandy had taken that full hope, it literally would have destroyed Liam. Yeah. Ty saved his life, basically, even if he was left hopeless, even if he was left without his love for Tandy. Yeah. Um, so, you know,
1: being heroes. Being heroes. Tain easy. Uh, so the next scene with uh, Tandy and Ty is um, at school. Uh, Ty is talking to uh, Emoji Girl. Yep. And uh, she's like, hey, let me help you. I have this magic ant, and she did this rum trick, and we have to talk. And Tandy walks up, and Emoji Girl sort of gets in her face a little bit. And so Tandy jumps in and is about to steal uh, Emoji Girl's hope, which is that she's going to be a doctor someday. And she's like, oh, no. And she pushes Tandy out of her.
0: That moment was... Amazing, so I, good. I had no idea that was going to happen. I had yeah. no idea that was coming. We talked a little bit about how Emoji Girl, who I, I guess is named Evita, yeah, it turns she out she has a name. Emoji yeah. Girl's just a her name is also Liam, which was yeah, weird. yeah.
1: that's the big revelation. It very
0: strange. Uh, she's been very side to the narrative. She's been yeah. supporting Ty. She's been supporting her aunt, but that moment turned everything on its head with her yeah she i I don't know where that came from maybe it's her aunt training her mentally training her in terms of powers maybe she has powers of her own that we don't know about yet
1: it could be as simple though she is uh, has a determined determination she believes in uh, supernatural things so she is prepared when she's like this doesn't feel right hey get out of my head
0: yeah Whatever uh, it was It definitely It redefines her character In a very yeah. big way Going forward uh, I started to get A little worried For no particular reason Even before I saw This episode That she is going to die Before the series is out
1: Oh interesting
0: um, Just to I mean hopefully They won't do it this way But I think She needs to go away In some way For Ty and Ted Needs to continue To take their relationship To the next level Yeah I hope they don't fridge her like they literally fridged Beard Cop, but um, I, don't know, know.
1: We'll so. yeah, I, I don't think so. I don't think so
0: either, but I don't know. There's something that feels like doomed about her character a little bit.
1: Well, definitely her relationship with Ty feels a little sure. doomed but uh, because we're assuming that Ty and Tandy will eventually get together, um, but I guess we don't know.
0: I, I will say, now that we know her name is Evita, things did not turn out too well for Evita.
1: In the musical. In the musical. I got you. God, you're just a Broadway head. Uh, As we said, Liam took uh, all of Tandy's money and ran, uh, ruined her home. And the other thing to mention before we get into sort of the finale rack is uh, that... Uh, Emoji Girl, we see have this great shot of Emoji Girl carving Tandy out of candle wax. Yeah. So we have uh, the 3D printed <laughs> tie <laughs> and the wax Tandy. Well,
0: one other thing we should talk about when, uh, maybe this happens after this, I might be forgetting the order, but Tandy, when she's wandering around town completely lost and not sure what she should do, she looks in a window and she sees, not a cross, But, uh, I mean, it is a cross, but not like a Christian cross, just two lions crossing each other, a plus sign. There (laughs) you go. Uh, (laughs) You know know what that is, right? uh,
1: Nope.
0: (laughs) I could not think of the words. (laughs) Uh,
1: Not a cross, not a square. It's not a triangle, really. she thinks like, she seems interested. She's
0: wondering about it. She seems like she's about to break in or take something relating to it. That's, of course, that's her costume design from the comics. Yeah. So something... Same as Ty keeps playing with his cloak all episode, but not really putting it on.
1: In, the, in that same montage where Tandy's looking at the the plus sign or the cross, Ty's looking at his shadowed reflection in a puddle. Yeah. So I feel like, yes, it's them like getting the vision of their future. Right.
0: And I do wonder at this point, because there's been such good reasoning and such good thought behind Cloak's cloak, how and why are we going to get daggers costume? Like what?
1: it's, it's going to be really interesting. Is she just yeah. going to show up and be like, well, I do think it could be her power. If she really like turns up her powers, yeah. uh, will it, that just be like her whole body uh, becomes be like a light, light dagger. Basically. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, with, I would that's what I guess. Cause it, th- there's been so much time spent on a close cloak. They can't just be dagger and be like, Oh yeah, here's my suit. <laughs> and then I put on a suit. At the end, uh, but let's jump back and talk about O'Reilly before we yeah, get to the please. end. So O'Reilly... Because um, that's
0: where the name of the episode comes from. Uh,
1: definitely. Yo. O'Reilly is uh, just broken based on uh, her her boyfriend being murdered in her, in their home or her his she, home, I guess. When we first cut in on her, she is standing in the house completely
0: lost. She's crying. The cops are combing it over looking for clues and she ends up finding a bloody bat underneath the couch, stands there shocked, staring at it for a second and then a cop grabs it and is like, get the fuck out of here and yeah. just
1: leave what are you doing here yeah uh then we she's drinking in a bar uh we see on the wall the a same the same type of bat is there on the wall called Before the we back break i have a question for yes. you you're you're a bartender uh, sometimes
0: yeah and we've talked about a little bit about drinking habits here on the show mm. during the first episode we talked about the uh walking up to the bar and getting, saying give me the usual yeah. so i have another question for you uh In movies and TV shows Whenever a character is super sad They go to a bar And they're like Leave the bottle
1: Mm Mm-hmm that's got to be crazy expensive, right? Well, that doesn't really happen, right? In at least not in New York bars or any bar I've ever bartended at or been in. Yeah, like uh, because then it'd be, the bartender would have to watch and be like, "Did you have another one?" Because I have to charge you for this. <laughs> it's right. not like and it's not like bottle service where you are like, "Okay, here is the bottle." That'll be nine hundred dollars.
0: Well, that's that's the thing. It's like I understand the social aspect of sitting at a bar and drinking, but the idea of like. If you get a bottle of whiskey, what would you imagine that bottle of whiskey costs? $40, $50, something like that? And in
1: store It is stored costs $40, but like you're. Yeah, but sh- it's probably like six bucks per shot or something. If you're like a poor whiskey in like most restaurant, most like bars now is like eight bucks, say. Right.
0: So that's going to cost her hundreds of dollars yeah. just sitting there
1: for no good reason. Yeah. And, uh, it just doesn't, I feel like that's something that it's just a movie trope, TV trope that yeah. like happened a couple times and people are like, that's how people behave in bars. And it's just uh, <laughs> not the case. But like, cause the way people actually do it who want to drink a lot is you pour them a shot and they're like, they just drink and they're like, hit me again, fill me right. up. Uh, and then they just keep it. And
0: eventually you probably give them a free shot or two or cut the ball free. Yeah, it's
1: called a buyback. Oh, okay, uh, right. that, that one's on me, man. <laughs> but please don't drink anymore. <laughs>
0: So anyway, she drinks this entire bottle, and then Connors wanders in because, of course, he's been let out. He's free. He's just not a cop at the current moment. So she
1: sees the same backbreaker bat on the wall of the bar. uh, Yeah. And we see her a couple times just drinking. Then he comes in, and uh, she grabs the bat. Hits him, and then he beats her up in front of a room of cops who don't do anything.
0: Yeah. Well, the other thing that we should mention is that during this, we hear Father Delgado's narration that some people become heroes, but other people become villains, specifically over O'Reilly. Yeah. Now, this is where we get into the season two talk. The big tease for season two was it's going to be mayhem. Mayhem is... O'Reilly's vigilante name in yes. the comics. She uh, does team up with Cloak and Dagger, so she's not necessarily a bad guy. She's not necessarily a villain, uh, but she ends up dying in the comics in this gas attack gets gas powers when she's brought back to life uh, and is able to knock people out with her talons. So what do you think? I mean, given the villain narration it seems like they're definitely going a different direction for the comic books with her character. I mean, we
1: thought she was going to be Ty and Tandy's friend and it seems like she may become uh, something they have to stop in the next season. Um, And I feel like maybe that's going to happen, be set up next episode. I feel like they wouldn't have teased it if it wasn't going to be gestured to this episode.
0: Yeah. And I think we'll see that I mean. before the end. I mean, yeah. we'll get and talk about what goes on at the Roxxon pipeline. Actually, let's mention that really quickly. So yeah. um, Mina heads out to check out this pipeline. She gets there just as it explodes with the dark force energy. It seemed like actually as a mix of the dark and the light force. Yeah. Uh, from the pipeline, it hits two workers. They immediately turn into terrors, uh, which is something we saw in Ivan Hess's vision a couple of episodes back. And as like zombified dudes start chasing after her, this yeah. is really bad news for pretty much all New Orleans, because that means there's
1: going to be a a terror zombie outbreak that's going to hit the city. Very fun for our last episode. Yep, Uh, yeah, and let's a couple other things that happen. Ty confronts his mom about what happened with um, with his brother, and is like, "Why are you doing this? We have to fight." And she's like, "No, we we have to protect you. We have have to duck. We have to put our heads down and hope this doesn't come back on us."
0: And then, of course, it does because the SWAT team and all the police start attacking the house. Uh, and he escapes out the back window, saying
1: there he's wanted for the murder of we're assuming beard cop. Yeah, who um, so. knows his name? It was weird. It was weird that they didn't say you're wanted for the murder of beard cop. It, they, I feel like. They said that you won for the murder And then it trailed off Like <laughs> yeah. truly I was like Oh yeah I guess we don't really Know much about him So it's yeah. His so name is. runs resonate. away
0: On the other hand You have Tandy uh, Who gets back to her house And she finds the woman Who killed her lawyer friend A couple of episodes back Forgot about him probably Yeah uh, Because they haven't really Talked about it at all uh, Is threatening her mom And saying If you don't come out We're gonna kill her And starts giving a countdown And Tandy has to decide What to do Does she come out Does she save her mom Does she
1: give up Um, And that's kind of Where we're left That is We're left in the moment Tandy's hands are starting To glow as the, The assassin Is counting down So yeah The
0: question There's a lot of questions Going into the final episode Specifically Is Dagger going to step Is she going to step up And become Dagger even You know Is Tandy going to be a hero Is Ty Going to become a villain? What is O'Reilly going to do? Is Cotter's going to be free? Is scarborough going to get away with it? Don't, will any of it matter? Because there will be a zombie outbreak in the city of
1: New Orleans. We don't know. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, will it air? Will we watch <laughs> it? We we don't know any, answer to any of the answers. So. I think so. I think the last two are both yes. Yes, I think you're right. Because here's yeah. what I think is going to happen. Let's make our predictions. Yes, I think uh, Tandy is her mom is threatened. I think she is going to become a hero. I think she is going to become Dagger, maybe, right in this moment. Um, I think... uh, Today
0: is the day she became Dagger.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I think uh, Ty is going to become a hero. They are going to team up. I think that Connors is going to get pulled into the dark force of Cloak's Cloak, and he is going to stay there. Yes. Cloak is going to keep him there. I I think that's a good thought, particularly because we got the setup
0: of... Well, actually, I'll throw something alternate out to you. Because we found out that Tandy can eat hopes... The assumption is that Ty can eat fears, like nah. he can take people's fears out. So what that's if he actually takes out Connor's fears, and Connor essentially becomes good, like all the evil gets sucked out of him
1: and into yeah. Ty? Interesting. I that, that's a I think that's a good call. Uh, though I also think. If if Tandy's powers work when she's hopeless, she eats hope, then uh, I guess for Ty, it'd be when he's fearless, he eats fear. Uh, maybe.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I do agree with you. I think we're going to see them team up. I do think we're going to get a resolution resolution. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be absolute anarchy in New Orleans. I think we will see a resolution probably to the Connors storyline, but I don't think we'll see a
1: resolution to the Roxon storyline. Agreed. I also think O'Reilly will get blasted by the uh, gas and become mayhem at the end of the the season. Yes, I think
0: we'll probably have a patented Marvel after credits tag. Woo! Love it. All right. Before we go, real quick, Cloak or Dagger, this episode only?
1: Tough episode. I'm going to give it to Cloak for working Mm. through hitting his low point and then coming out of it uh, enough by the end of the episode.
0: I'm going to give it to Dagger just because I love that Olivia Holt acting job. She is That's a great. classically trained actor, uh, i got to say. What a
1: great term.
0: If you like our show and like to support it, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. in New York <laughs> at the Pit Loft. So please come on down. It's totally free. What else do you want to plug?
1: Uh, follow us on Twitter at comic book live. Uh, check out our Patreon to support our show. Friend us on Facebook.
0: Yeah. Check us out at comic book club for the podcast and more. And we'll see you outside in the rain. Party, party, party. <laughs> wow.